It's been 35 years since classic metal band Man O' War released their Hail to England album, which was voted one of the quintessential power metal albums of all time. And to celebrate the 35th anniversary, guitarist and founding member of Man O' War, Ross the Boss, is going to be bringing his band to Australia and New Zealand this November to play Hail to England in its entirety. He joins me now. It's a big hello and welcome to Ross the Boss. Hey, buddy, what's up? Oh, it's going great. Uh, I'll tell you what, though. Uh, you were in Australia back in April 2018. You haven't mucked around in returning to our shores. Is there something in the water here at Australia that we should know about? Well, I just love Australia. We love Australia. We love the shows that we played. Um, and obviously the people loved it, and that's why we're back. We're coming back in November. Now, uh, this tour, contrasting to the last, performing the uh, Hail to England album in its entirety, what is it about that album that resonates with Men O' War fans uh, even to this day? Um, I, I think it's the songs, the combination of the songs, the, the album title, uh, you know, 1984, the year was an amazing year. It was our third record. Uh, I just think that the songs, people really love the songs on that record. But they love the songs on all the records, so what can I say? And I mean, the album, obviously, all in the title, Hail to England, I believe it was dedicated to your fans over in England because you weren't able to do a uh, tour at the time. Um, why do you think you guys had such a big fan base in England? Well, we had a, lot, a large fan base there in the beginning. Plus, we have the, we got the press. The press really championed the band in the beginning. Melody Maker, Kerrang, Music, uh, music Maker, they really championed Manowar in the beginning, and it was it was great. So, you know, we figured, you know, we're going to come for the first time. Let's make a record. Make, let's have a song, and we had the song, the perfect song. So, it was just a uh, it was magic. And do you think uh, England uh, sort of different to the States and maybe some other countries, I mean, maybe Europe in general, like sort of, uh, uh, you know, you, you know, blues, like they sort of inherited the American blues and a lot of other sort of uh, influences. Do you think sort of there were, England's kind of been innovators in a lot of different types of music, especially in metal? Um, England's always been a, 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 in, a, a, in first in music. They first, well, they, they took our rock and roll and recycled it and gave us the English invasion. They gave us the Beatles, they gave us the Rolling Stones and the Who, um, but they but they also gave us Judas Priest and Black Sabbath. Yeah. And uh, so I think, uh, you know, England has been, been, been really at the focal point of music for a long time. And yeah. they borrowed it from us, of course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> now, a lot of bands, they've adopted the uh, concept of performing a particular album in its entirety. Now, nowadays, present day, do you consider an album a little bit of a lost art form uh, in the music industry? Yeah, well, the album as it is, the album as it was, because, uh, you know, you can only get so much so much music on, on a long-playing record. You can only cram so much music on it. Other than, than that, you, you lose fidelity. Um you know, the wider the grooves, the, the louder the record could be. Um, but, you know, so, I mean, you only got room for like six, you know, seven songs, eight songs, you know, if you have long songs. And I guess like, cause, you know, like, I guess the day with, you know, streaming on Spotify, um, downloads and I guess, you know, uh, EPs, LPs, uh, there's, you know, not, uh, is there not much room for concept albums or to really kind of uh, put, like you said, like a lot of effort into an album to get out seven songs? It's just easier to release songs here and there? 
Well, it's it's easier to just do a you know a, a CD with uh, fourteen songs on it. But I mean, when, when you're going on when you're going to vinyl to a record, it's it's harder. Yeah. Now, in um, my research, something I found that was rather interesting about the Hail to England album, recorded and mixed in just six days. I mean, compared to today, um, to today's standards, I mean, some bands camp out in studios. I mean, what was that experience like? Six days, that's uh, got to be a record in itself. Uh, yeah, I mean, we didn't even, we didn't have much time. We didn't have a huge budget to do many of our records. Um, so we had to have our, our stuff together before we went into the studio we knew what we wanted to do um at that time we had a producer jack richardson um and he's a very famous canadian producer um he produced the guess who and uh, uh burton cummings and alice cooper and he's a he's the father of canadian music max webster rush you know he's, he's he's worked with all those bands so you know we had a really good producer and uh we knew what we wanted to do and we had to get had to get in there and do it quick and that's what we did and is that something as well that you think, uh, I guess, today's bands, um, you know, they like they like some sometimes, not vision, I guess, but just having a core idea what they want to do with the album, get in, get out, as opposed to, you know, uh, ex, you know, just staying in there for weeks upon weeks trying to get the sound right? Well, the problem is with, with the modern modern age of recording. You can just wait. You can do any, you know, yeah, everything's digital, so you can just do it over, keep doing it, doing it, doing it, until you until you like what you get, you know? Mm. Uh when you're when you're paying two hundred dollars for a roll of two inch tape, you know you have to go fast. You just you know you can't waste time. There's just no there's no time to uh, screw around in the studio. You know, once the clock starts going, we got to do it. And that's always been the case growing up. Growing up, it's just the studio costs money. Recording tape costs money. Everything costs money. And the bands, you know, if you don't have if you don't have a huge budget, then you're done. Then you have to. You have to work work fast. Absolutely. Now, uh, also in 1984, when uh, Hail to England was released, I believe Men War was included into the Guinness Book of Records for delivering the loudest performance. Now, uh, being an elder statesman of uh, metal, I guess the question here is, uh, how's the hearing going? <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> I was yeah, waiting for that one. <laughs> that was good, right? All right? That was a good one. It was a good one. I, I, I liked it. My hearing has held up pretty much. My hearing has held up pretty well. I just have dips in in the mid range on my right side uh, because I've been standing next to to, to crash cymbals all my life. Um, yeah, but my hearing is amazingly pretty good. And I guess sort of doing with um, you know national tours in the states or doing world tours, are you kind of surprised by the fan base um, that the the that, and the impact that Man O' War had on people and you know, even your individual work? Like, do you kind of see a range in ages uh, at the crowds? Yes, it's it's a great thing because you know all our old fans pretty much have stayed with us, especially stayed with me, including the, the old fans. Hey. The old fans have stayed with me, and uh, new fans have come on. New new fans have heard the uh, the leg- about the legend of Man of War. You know they're coming around to set, to check it out. The, a lot of the new kids do not uh, are, do not accept the new music, the new metal at all. So uh, you know you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So the old bands, the old guard, keep getting new fans, which is a great thing. And- so uh, you know. <laughs> It's timeless music. It really is. Bands like Saxon, Hammerfall, Blind Guardian, all the bands, power metal bands that came after us, 
are still doing very well. And then, of course, Iron Maiden and Judas Priest, Black Sabbath, of course. So it's a great thing. Great thing. And you sort of said not um, some of the younger fans aren't uh, big fans of the new, new metal. Uh, wh- why do you think that is? Well, because it's just, I don't know. The, the, a lot of the new, new metal is superficial. I think it's just a, uh, it's just a, a copy of something else. Uh, a lot of it's very good. I'm not saying it's not good at all. I'm, don't get me wrong. Uh, uh, it's just not my thing. And I think I, I see it. I saw it at Bloodstock. I saw. I see it everywhere I go. I mean, there are young fans that are at these 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 classic bands to see classic music. It's just amazing, especially in Europe, of course, and, and Eastern Europe. It's amazing, and I'm sure South America. You know, so it's 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 cool. You know, you have your parents, your parents' music, and then the kids love your. The, 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 it's strange that the kids love the music of their parents. Gr- growing up, I hated my parents' music. <laughs> You know, it's like these kids are big in their parents' music. They got their, you know, these fathers and sons and mothers and daughters. They come to these shows in their leather, in their denim jackets with their patches, yeah. with their stuff, and we're signing off on them. And some of them are six years old, some of them are uh, fifteen, some twenty. I mean, it's it's an, it's an amazing thing. It really is. And uh, yeah, I'm seeing it more and more. I'm seeing it more and more. So, I mean, look, look, listen, you, you're trying to tell me, you go see Iron Maiden, yeah, put on that big show that they're doing. You, and you're trying to tell me you're going to go see some pop band and some, some other band. Iron Maiden blows that shit away, bro. Oh, abs- it's just, absolutely. It's not even fun. It's not even funny. If you're going to come to see Ross the Boss, you're going to, your, your head is going to get blown off your head. Really. <laughs> you know, it's going to. That's what's going to happen. I mean, with, with, with tremendous musicianship, you know, that all these bands have, great musicianship, great songs, you know, you can't beat it. Before we wrap, Ross, uh, I was just going to say uh, this is the uh, this is the call to arms, uh, the rally the troops here in Australia and New Zealand to explain why the punters they need to get off their asses and uh, come see the Ross the Boss band and uh, rock out. Yes. Now listen, you saw us last year, everybody, and you, you loved it. you loved the band last year, and we loved you. But this time we're coming, and it's going to be better, faster, louder, heavier more diff- different songs and you know what we're going to do we're just going to blow your head off and you're going to have a great time at the show and uh, tell all your friends even friends I'm telling you even people that don't like Man of War and there are people that don't like Man of War people don't like you know, you know that's fine but you, you will love the band the way we play you will love the band's musicianship you could relate to that and there's, there's something there for everybody so Everybody, come out and see the band, and you won't regret it. i tell you what, I can't wait. Uh, November, you guys are going to be in Australia and New Zealand. Ross the Boss, the 35th anniversary of Mano Wars. Hail to England tour. Uh, all the details are online. Go check them out. But it's a very big thank you to Ross the Boss. Thanks so much for taking the time to have a chat. You're quite welcome. Hail to Australia. Hail to New Zealand. Hey, everybody, this is Ross the Boss, and you're listening to Rodney Dion live.